0: Ah, hello again, or indeed for the first time, and welcome to In The Making, a podcast that invites creative bods of all kinds to discuss how and why they make the things they do. And this week is no exception. As you'll hear, filmmaker, writer and director Tom Shrapnel has film in his blood. Not many people can claim to have a grandmother who was a Hollywood star and a father who was a darling of film and stage. But while such a lineage may have given Tom and his brothers first-hand insight and some sense of how to navigate the industry, it certainly hasn't opened a succession of doors for him. He's still plugging away at making it within his industry, just like the best of us. Although I found his insights into how he views his work and working life really refreshing and actually pretty uplifting. When listening to Tom, you feel a genuine passion and real knowledge and deep respect for his craft – and everyone that's involved within it. And I think that comes across in his work. In fact, maybe even pause this now. Go and watch some of his films if you haven't already. Did you do it? They're nice, aren't they? So, now you can listen to us chat about his origins, the mixed world of making ads, the collective effort required in making creative shorts, and carrots on proverbial sticks. Yum, 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 yum. And what I'm trying to sort of start doing now, I think I've come to realise, is it makes sense to sort of go back to the beginning, piece things yeah. together that way. Yeah. And I don't think we can talk about you and your career without talking about the fact that this is essentially a sort of family trade, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, yeah, my father was an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: my grandmother was an actor mm-hmm. on my mother's side.
0: Actually, ah, so there is acting on both sides. There's acting
1: on both sides. Ah, I didn't actually realise yeah, that. Yeah. Okay um and yeah my brother I'm the youngest of three my eldest brother's a screenwriter uh-huh. and uh my middle brother is a actor uh-huh. and i'm a filmmaker so yeah, yeah. so it's <laughs> yeah i mean
0: i i read in i read in an interview in the build up to this that that you, that you said that your parents had wished that you'd gone and done something more practical now is that given <laughs> the the lineage there is that true <laughs> Yeah, kind of. No, I mean, I think, you know, you're all, we were always
1: warned about the realities mm-hmm. of the film industry yeah. uh, or any sort of creative industry. And, yeah, they certainly weren't pushing us to become, you know, doctors or yeah. know, something. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they, they were very realistic about, mm-hmm. you know, how hard it is, mm-hmm. really. And no matter what scale you're at, you know, or, or level you're at, whether you're starting out or whether you're, successful Mm -hmm. or you know um you know carving a career out of of a creative endeavor is Mm. is a lifelong challenge
0: (laughs) well indeed and and uh, you know from my my position which is very much removed from the film and tv world it seems like it's quite a fickle world right you know you can have your moment and that can almost come at any time but it can also kind of disappear right
1: yeah absolutely absolutely I guess we, we've always lived in the shadow of my uh, of my grandmother, who was an incredibly famous mm. Hollywood actress, mm. um, f- and you know we saw just that. You know, mm. you saw someone that could be the darling of Hollywood and yeah, be an Oscar yeah. nominated actress and what have you, and you know, and then at a certain age get completely forgotten about yeah. um, and cast aside because they're not young enough or yeah. they're not pretty enough. Or yeah. But acting obviously is sort of runs in the blood but I, and so i guess certainly my parents were skeptical about us pursuing an acting career and they were okay. um of which yeah only one of us out of the three followed but in you, our father's footsteps you you did you train to be an actor you did act, no though, right? so i did some acting when i was a kid yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, that was ch- so i did child acting child acting ah yeah, right yeah. i didn't realize so that. i was i was in i was in a, a, a couple of things for a, a director called um roger michelle who sadly passed away last year actually but um i was in his he was a theater actor a theater director mm. and he um uh was doing a at the time they, the bbc would do uh training you know filmmaking training courses mm-hmm. um to try and get theater directors to start directing television and so i was in his first training film which was a, a harold pinter play called one for the road and and then after that was in his first television series that he directed for, right. for the BBC, which was called Downtown Lagos. And then I had a few other sort of small parts, but but I was always interested. I, I think I was I was young, I was really young, I was sort of ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. And I think I was always more interested in in kind of what was going on behind the camera. Yeah, right. Um, and actually. You know that kind of made me quite easy to work with because I wasn't really acting; I was just being a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> On <set>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and usually just pretty bored and much more interested in how you it know, works. Yeah, yeah, how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um so yeah I, you know I wasn't I wasn't Harry Potter and, or anything and that no, no no no
0: and that that I believe I'm right in saying must be a similar sort of time led you I mean this piqued my interest because because it's of interest to me but that that was the sort of time where you you made your one of your first forays in making for the Adam and Joe show is that right yeah that's yeah. right
1: so so basically my my uh my dad got got us a video camera when I think we heard yeah I was in my yeah, about eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. and me and my friends would spend our weekends making making films. Yeah, we 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 sort of learnt the process of filmmaking through just messing around mm-hmm. with the camera, really, which yeah, is yeah. I guess a lot of film, you know, most most filmmakers do, but. We really kind of, you know, at first we'd just do these long single takes because we didn't realise about editing and that you could stop <laughs> the camera and have a conversation and then start yeah, it again yeah. and no one would notice. <laughs> so we'd do these long sort of single take films that were just absolutely awful. And then suddenly we got into the habit of, uh, you know, sort of learnt the skill of cutting and mm-hmm. having a chat and thinking mm-hmm. about where we are going to place the camera. But we always wanted to put music on stuff, so we'd we'd always... That put a stereo on in the background,
0: <laughs> nice. and
1: then so you'd end up with this really mad kind of staccato kind of film because like the, the music would be playing in the background, <laughs> I mean, but every time it stopped, yeah. the music would jump it another pl- another point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we yeah we made a we made a film which sh- at, at the time Channel Four had a thing called Takeover TV, which yeah. Adam and Joe I, I don't know if they started it, but they definitely contributed most of the videos to it. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. And I think just, they sort of curated it. I think and they curated, it. It. Yeah, curated it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we sent a video in and it got accepted and we were like, this is great, you know, and we had to sign contracts and everything really and then, and then it never came on and we, oh. we didn't know what had happened um but then the adam and joe show came on so we were wondering whether they'd cancelled right, right, right takeover tv and it evolved into yeah, the adam yeah, and joe yeah. show can you remember what
0: what was the what did you do in the it
1: was me and a friend it was to the soundtrack of i want to be a bird from the easy rider soundtrack okay yeah and it was me and a friend i think we were doing some kind of sort of drug deal or something right okay uh, like you know it was, there were kind of toy guns involved <laughs> and bags of flour and things and oh like, okay Very I think adult was, themed. yeah and, and but but things got quite sort of psychedelic and weird so like different hats started appearing and i think we were sort of really inspired by kind of cheech and chong basically and mm-hmm. that sort of really kind of stupid mm-hmm stoner comedy type stuff we were perhaps a little bit too young to kind of know about but i watched because i've got older brothers and, <laughs> yeah yeah, you know, yeah um so yeah it was kind of i was really into um the fabulous very freak brothers i was a big comic book fan and the mm-hmm. fabulous very freak brothers all that kind of real sort of i guess now it's sort of seth rogan-esque sort of stoner mm-hmm. comedy sort of humor so yeah it was it was uh it was a sort of psychedelic drug deal that goes wrong <laughs> no and i would so. like i'd like to see it yeah yeah <laughs> You should definitely so it's try probably, and it probably, out. probably my best way <laughs> <laughs>
0: well i mean on that early example of something that i guess you've you've done quite a lot of is the sort of short form um moving image film TV, yeah. and you mentioned commercials actually um so why, yeah why, why, why don't we go there because some of those are uh i can see now where that sort of that foundation that grounding will have kind of worked for you because they're quite fun. The ads are—they're they're fun. Like the yeah. the, the boilers, yeah, the boiler's yeah. gone with, the, with <laughs> a boiler with yeah. a pair of legs running away. It really, really yeah, love yeah. it's like I've always
1: loved. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. I've done a lot of crap, you know, and I've done a lot of drtv, mm-hmm. you know, direct response TV, call, mm-hmm. call this number now type thing. If there's a if there's a thread or a core idea that's good, mm-hmm. and that could be a well told joke, mm-hmm. or it could be a you know, a funny kind of visual gag or anything like that. It's, if there's something you can hang on to then then I'm always up for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, yeah. And and you can always and you, you know, you, you can try and make make something that's that gets a laugh out of someone. Mm-hmm. I think mean, the worst kind of jobs are the well, I've done a lot of fashion stuff like mm. and, and not like high end fashion. Like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of low end fashion. And that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is you know, if there's if there's not an idea or a gag, and you are literally just oh look at this blouse, this is lovely, and yeah, 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 oh yeah. look this, I didn't know they had that in my size, yeah, you know yeah. that kind of thing is can be really um, soul destroying, <laughs> but very much you know one to pay the bills. But yeah, well, if, if 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 I've always sort of looked for. No, no, I make it sound like I've got the the choice over jobs, but you know, people throwing them at me. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I've always, I've always, let's say, I've always been in, excited about a script or an idea or an ad that has just something you can hang on to and go, mm-hmm. oh, I can do something with that." I yeah, can, mate, I can, I can, I can, I can tell that joke, or yeah, yeah, I yeah. can, I can convey that that mood, or.
0: Yeah, well, particularly, I suppose, and this is me projecting onto the you and your circumstances and history here, but that, that idea of your family lineage, and I would assume, if it were me, the sort of, maybe the, the weight of that, the pressure of that. You said earlier, like, the shadow of yeah, that, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And the idea of getting on board with commercials, you know, it's often, I, I again, assume that within the industry, it's maybe could be looked down upon by some the fact that you're it's interesting there that you're saying that you if so long as you can find something of value or meaning i suppose to you that that levels it is is that sort of how it goes for you
1: yeah yeah definitely i think i wanted to i i i struggled sort of with the pressure of school and things and i wanted to get i I knew from quite an early age that i wanted to to try and be a filmmaker. Or you know, at the time I didn't know in what capacity, but mm. I knew I wanted to make films, mm-hmm. you know, moving image. After I went, I left school after GCSEs and went and studied photography and video production, and then that was a two-year BTEC. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I, I just wanted to work. Mm. You know, I just mm. wanted to get in into the industry mm. and, yeah, kind of making making a living really mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's just because I am not very academic or. Or if it's just because I knew like, what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think with the com- commercials and, you know, all of that, that stuff. I did eventually end up going to film school, but I mean not for I went to the um at the time it was the London College of Printing, which became Ooh. the London College of Communication. Oh uh, yeah. So I did do a BA yeah. and then there was the thought of should you know, could should I apply for, for um the national film school or kind of go on and do a masters somewhere and, mm-hmm. and I just I just wanted to work. Yeah. I wanted to try and start start making a living from um from doing what I love doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I question, well maybe I should have gone to the National Film School, made a few more shorts and a few more things. Yeah. But also I've learnt so much from mm. I mean definitely in the the commercial world and at the period that I was making commercials Mm -hmm. where the technology still, you know, my first commercials, I was still shooting on (laughs) 16mm, 35mm, which was such a luxury. And actually, you know, if I'd gone to film school, I probably wouldn't have had that luxury. You know, it would have been
0: already moved over to video and moved over to to, to HD. There's a lot to be said for, particularly maybe with the sort of speed at which, you know, ads... Have to be made and viewed at, and mm-hmm. attention span and everything. But the fact that the fact that it is part of a commercial world, you have to you have to hit the brief, you know, keep the client happy, get the message across. But all of that, it, like in the real world, it's going out to an audience. Mm. You learn, I, I would assume, and it sounds like it, you learn so much more through that risk of getting it wrong or failure, or you know, by putting yourself out there. Yeah, rather definitely. than sitting back and thinking too much about it, which perhaps higher Absolutely. education might have uh, yeah, allowed you that time. Definitely, I think so.
1: And just just keeping just keeping a one foot grounded, you know, mm-hmm. like keeping one foot. Yeah, that yeah. Ultimately, if you are making a commercial film or or you're making adverts, you are making it either to sell something or you're making it to sell tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And actually, something that that you know certainly with my short film work it's and my sort of personal work i'd say Mm -hmm. is it's such a struggle to get something made but it's an even harder struggle to get something seen yes and and like certainly with short films you know i've spent years making them sometimes Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you finish and you get into a festival and then you go to the festival screening, and mm-hmm. it's at eleven o'clock at the yeah. Cambridge Film Festival on a Wednesday night. And there's two people in the audience, and one of them's yeah. your friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And the other person's just lost. And the other person's just <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah. And so actually, like uh-huh. getting, you know, getting your work seen and mm. getting, and yeah, it's very real. It's very. It's, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Just make, making it is 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 a tiny, tiny part of the process. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I actually made, and
0: one of my notes was, "Where do the films go?" Was yeah, yeah, but you've, yeah. That's you've, it. You've, you've kind of at least partly answered that there. in Yeah. That go to film festivals, but it, I guess it's that thing of what, particularly as you've made a you've made a series of of short films again, short format, but 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 more film films. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess it sounds like the the, the process of making that 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 creative process is is the thing that really drives you and that's that's your, yeah. where your core values kind of come in but but yeah you do you need people to see them right
1: that's right that's right i think there's a there's a kind of progression from um there's a natural progression from kind of shorter form content to longer mm-hmm. form content. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of ultimate goal is to be Spielberg or Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. To Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Catherine <laughs> Bigelow or, you know, to be But yeah, to make longer format. Yeah. You know, longer longer format stuff and and to be able to make the stuff that you want to make, I guess. And mm. and um and so yeah, so for me the sort of path was commercials and then alongside the commercials making short films and then in the hope that the short films will then you mm. know open some avenues or open some doors to mm-hmm. to making slightly longer format stuff and i'm still and have been for probably about five six years in that sort of transition between yeah, the shorter yeah. content yeah yeah uh, and, the, and the longer form of con- yeah. content you know with with the shorts i think it's a it's a fascinating like i i, I love short films um but they're 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 almost harder to make than than a longer film because well, you can't there's got to be no fat on them at all they've
0: got to yeah. be lean <laughs> well it's funny you say that because th- that's that that comes across in a very positive way I, I i will say in in the short films that you've made certainly mm. the ones that i've seen so strange weather which Ma- maxine peak and your brother lex yeah yeah is in there um the nakaman Man, which I believe you showed us here at the studio when it when you first made it, and in quite a yeah. different sort of change of pace with Simply Rob, mm. um, which is sort of narrated by this sort of Rob, the activist poet, over the top of it. Yeah, so yeah. it's got a very different feel to it than perhaps the other two. But yeah, they're very succinct. They're yeah. all very moving. There's, there's there's a real power to them. But um, certainly, say sort of strange whether it's it's not heavy on like lots of dialogue and lots of action but maybe more visually kind of happens in it it's very sort of stirring mm. because you know you you sort of started off with 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 acting you've got this interest in in how moving images made but to me from here it's a massive leap from kind of acting's about understanding people right and mm. who mm. we are and how we act how we respond and p- sort of conveying that but film making writing film and directing as you've done mm. It feels like you kind of need to be good at everything. You've got to be able to do it all. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Someone
1: once said to me when I was uh, sort of starting out that it's like well, certainly to be a good director, you see, you're like it's a it's a conductor. You're like a conductor. Mm-hmm. You, you don't necessarily know how to play the instruments to the ability of the incredible musicians in your orchestra, mm-hmm. but you know exactly what that instrument does and the sound that it makes mm-hmm. and how those instruments play together and sound together. So, it's your job to know every single person on that set's role Mm -hmm. and how they contribute to it. Mm -hmm. And whether that's someone that's a runner making tea and, you know, helping carry heavy boxes around, or whether that's, you know, a a stunt coordinator, or an actor, Mm. you know, or a makeup artist, Mm. or a production designer. Um, It really is a collaborative uh, medium. Mm -hmm. And that's partly why I love it so much. Mm But it's also why it's so difficult because it's really hard to get all those people together, particularly for a short film when they're not getting paid and actually the only person who's really going to benefit from it is the right. writer-director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <You> know, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're lucky enough, as as always, to have some great actors involved, you know, they they don't need them for their showreels. No, no. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, everyone that's working on that set they're mm-hmm. doing it for the experience mm-hmm. and to have something on their cv but really a short film sort of belongs to the to the to the writer and director right. yeah yeah yeah. so it's hard to ask people to sort of or oh, to get these people together to, mm. to, 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 to commit well, to I, it i must
0: admit there was no assumption on my part that that it worked that way i i, I was yeah. thinking like on the one hand you've got you've you've got to kind of come up with that narrative which I it sounds like that's something you enjoy doing that comes relatively naturally you're interested in that it's a passion you've got to then figure out how how to shoot all of that stuff but building a team having other people to assist in that yeah does seem so clear but I never didn't realize that that it was sort of um out of goodness of own hearts yeah yeah it is Mm. and it and it's it's it's
1: it's quite a murky you Mm. know it's a murky world because we, we we were told so both of my last two fiction shorts were, were backed by um creative england mm-hmm. so money from um the national lottery and bfi um, but it was through creative england's i shorts scheme um and alumni scheme which was the sort of follow-up to i shorts mm-hmm. and we were told very clearly you have to pay something Mm. you can't you can't ask for free mm-hmm. labor mm-hmm. which is absolutely right but i mean that's something could be 50 quid right. yeah <laughs> and you're asking yeah, yeah. someone to give up 4 days yeah. you know yeah, to yeah. do really long hours yeah but yeah it, it is it, it it is a a collaborative medium and it's hard to get get all these people together mm. and i think certainly for a feature where where it's going to be a longer shooting period and more you know more a more ambitious idea you it's yeah it's a big commitment Mm. it's a hard it's you know you can't you can't do it for nothing Mm. and it's interesting i think the whole sort of micro budget filmmaking kind of world has has changed a little bit because people realized i think film london used to do a scheme called microwave which was a hundred thousand pound budget to make a feature film Mm it's just not achievable. Mm, <laughs> you right. can't do it. No. You know, there's just, there's going to be someone who's not getting paid. There's going to be someone that's being exploited basically mm. in order to get this film made. And mm-hmm. really the film is going to be a calling card for the actors and the, and the writer director. Yeah. The people that and are, seen. The people that yeah. are seen. Yeah. Um So I can't remember where we started. I've <laughs> <No, laughs> well, no, gone, no. gone off on a tangent, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah, no. So the <clears throat> sort of collaborative nature of, of, yeah, the, the collaborative nature of film. I've I've always loved. I love working with other people mm. when you're creating something, and I love communicating an idea mm. to other people, and then seeing what their interpretation of that idea is, mm. and where we can push it forward together. Yeah, and whether that's an actor or a cinematographer, mm-hmm. you know, that's the sort of joy of filmmaking for me. It's just it's just so there's so many different skills involved in it. Mm. You know, and and most of the things I mentioned now, are just pr- production. You know, yeah. post production, music scoring, yeah, 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 um, color grading, mm. sound mixing, mm. foley. You know, all these different yeah, aspects. All the magic of in the background. The magic, yeah, yeah the, the things that go completely unnoticed. Mm. I actually, um, I saw an interview with obviously Sam, Sam Mendes had been mm-hmm. in Margate. Yeah, yeah. With Empire of Light, and I saw an interview with him saying. um uh talking about how you know awards aren't that big a deal you uh-huh. know and it's just like you know that's fine for you Sam to say, say that cuz <laughs> yeah. you've got you've got many on yeah, your I shelf I love to be able but, to say that <laughs> but really like i think you know yes they are to promote films and to get people to see films but also they're really to acknowledge those people who don't mm. get noticed
0: yeah 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 you know
1: your editors and your sound mixers yeah, and your yeah, costume, cgi and yeah, costume yeah. and makeup artists and all these people that are working that asses off Mm -mm. and absolutely the best in their game yeah uh at at creating this illusion and bringing this thing to life yeah yeah yeah. and that's you know that's what awards are about
0: yeah and it's like yeah i mean it's a job for them and yes hopefully hopefully they're getting but on a production that lives they're getting paid yeah yeah yeah, you know like they're getting all the thanks in it but if one person or like you say the people that are getting seen are getting massive amounts of thanks and praise yeah yeah it makes sense that That, yeah, boots to the ground people also get, yeah, definitely some of that, definitely.
1: And, like, you know, watching, I've been lucky enough to grow up doing work experience and going on sets Mm -hmm. and seeing things being filmed and stuff. And, you know, that was obviously a massive advantage having Mm -hmm. a father who's an actor and it wasn't always necessarily things that he was in but you oh. know he knew people that were directing something you know and i got to visit a bond set and things like that uh, uh, and yeah. you know yeah. and, and but what you always o- what always struck me on on those sets was just just how incredible the teams were yeah. and like how incredibly talented all the all the makers yeah, yeah, yeah. of whether there's a, a wig maker you know making yeah these bespoke, incredible medieval style or yeah, Greek, yeah. <laughs> you know, wigs or whether it was a stunt coordinator who's choreographing a fight scene or Mm-mm. or whether it was just someone pa- aging a wall, you yeah. know, making a, a, a wall that if you touched it, you know, it's paper thin, <laughs> yeah, but if yeah. you look at it from a
0: distance, it yeah. looks like, you know, a massive,
1: you know, old, crumbling yeah. Victorian the, house. This is know. it.
0: I think, I think it's so easy to... I mean, it's double-edged, isn't it? Because... Good film, good TV. Generally, unless it's got some sort of meta narrative to it, should we, it should be escape. We should we should be mm-hmm. watching it and believing the the painstakingly drawn out narrative that's been created. We should be wowed by the visuals, but at the same time, you'd hope there's some acknowledgement or awareness of the fact that it is a it's a massive it's an industry. That's yeah, why all the yeah. budgets are so big for the big films, right? Because yeah, like you yeah. just listed but a few of the roles there. Yeah, yeah. To make that escapism work and work well. You yeah. need loads of different people on it and loads of people working really hard yeah, on
1: it. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Um, but it's it's interesting, you, me- um, you mentioned uh, Simply Rob earlier and mm. that was the first film that I'd ever made where I'd just completely done it on my own. Right. And it was a documentary you know, yeah. and I think I had never made a documentary before. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that was in some ways quite a kind of liberating experience because it made me realize, oh, you can just make something really simple mm-hmm. on your own. Mm. If you can't, you know, basically you'd, you don't want to get yourself into a position where you're feeling like you can't make anything unless you've got...
0: Yeah, big production. Big production <laughs> yeah, and got yeah. all this talent and yeah, stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um And I think today with sort of today's technology and things, you know, that... That experiment that was just me with a tiny camera, really? a little 5D camera, in New York on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that was—I that did everything: the sound, right. shot it, edited it.
0: See, I never would have get. I mean, Rob's incredibly captivating, isn't it? Yeah, and His yeah. story—I mean, it's—it's it's tinged with a lot of sadness, mm. but it it, 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 as a story, is very interesting, very kind of captivating. But the way that you've shot it is there's a rawness to it. There's a simplicity, I suppose, actually, yeah. which now I understand why. But it it does everything in terms of technique it does does everything it needs to do because it allows rob to speak and i mean the whole thing's a poem right
1: yeah so it's extracts of different poems right. um so i basically found him on online a friend a friend had a production company a friend from from university had set up a production company and they were just looking to do some short films about activists mm. and they asked if i'd be interested in doing one and so I, I did some Googling and was, I was looking for, I knew I wanted to do try and find an activist that did their activism creatively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and whether that was painting or music, yeah. I didn't really know, but I kind of had an idea in my head of yeah who I was looking for, the type of person I was looking for. And then I just found Rob's poems on, on, on YouTube. It was on a i think there was a charity that 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 he used to just post videos for an hiv charity Mm -hmm. and i was just so struck by just the the beauty of his poetry and like how it sort of crossed between sort of poetry and spoken word Mm -hmm. um and at times almost sort of rhythmical and kind of like a almost sort of like sort of rap um But, so, yeah, I contacted him and, and asked if, you know, if he'd be interested in having a film made. And, yeah, he, that's, yeah, the the, the beauty of it was is he said, yeah, he
0: said yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's an amazing <laughs> amount of trust yeah. to put in this English Absolutely. guy that's yeah. it, it contacted him out of the blue. Yeah, totally. But they'll never hear it from my lips, even though I'm sure they've imagined it. They come
1: from the school of thought that AIDS is what happens to junkies and fags, that this is God's wrath. Being both addicted and gay were two strikes against me. The fact that I subscribed to the same belief as them made three. So for me, testing positive for HIV was merely a self-fulfilled prophecy. And I think he was expecting, when when I turned up and I mm. met him, and we, he lived up in Hunts, Hunts Point, and... I went up there and we met, met in a Dunkin' Donuts and he was expecting <laughs> there to be an entire film crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just me. <laughs> yeah. He'd ordered a and massive was, box of donuts. Yeah, yeah, he said, yeah, yeah, And he, was, he said to him, he was like, well, I thought you said you were from the BBC. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> um, I, I think I think it was just an assumption that anyone from well, England you, yeah, wants yeah, to make yeah. a film about you is from yeah. the BBC.
0: Yeah, um, but I mean, you definitely... You obviously instilled him in him that that sense of trust because it's very revealing. I mean, he's, it, from the film, he strikes me as somebody that is very open and in terms of his story. Mm. Um, but you must have you must have instilled that in him even even more so that he was happy enough to be you, you, this one one guy, one camera. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Right, let's do this because it's it is very revealing. As, yeah, as
1: yeah. I think I think it's tr- yeah trust, mm. and I think you know actors look for that too. Mm. They just want to trust that you yeah. know the kind of thing you're trying to make. Mm-hmm. You know and that you've got a, You've got a vision of it in your head, mm-hmm. and only you're you're their sort of lie or truth detector. You know, yeah, yeah. certainly with actors. Um, yeah. But with Rob, it was just trust. He just he yeah. just you know I didn't really talk to him about the film, and we sp- filmed a lot of interviews which we mm-hmm. didn't really use. I knew it was going to be a short film,
0: so yeah. so more just more just sort of the two of you. Just chatting about chatting stuff. Rather yeah, rather than him performing. And getting which...
1: him used to the camera yeah. and getting mm-hmm. him used to, to just me having a camera all the time. Yeah. Um, and lots of walk and talks. So he just would walk around his neighbourhood and mm-hmm. he'd be talking and I'd just be filming and mm-hmm. trying to dodge traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whilst he's <laughs> telling Ooh, me, essential. you know. Yeah. And and yeah. interestingly, you know, he there were a lot of things that he felt like he wanted to do like there was kind of like oh can we get some shots of me in front of yankee stadium and stuff like you know stuff he sort of saw it saw it as a kind of way of you know showing me his new york yeah yeah yeah. well and (laughs) kind of join the creative Um,
0: collaborative process or yeah he's trying to yeah yeah yeah.
1: and then actually the stuff that we ended up really or that i ended up using in in the film was actually we've I was there for ten days, and actually, mm. it was the last few days that I just mm. said, "Let's do the poems. Let's just do the poems right. all the way through yeah. in a couple of different locations." Mm. Um, and and those became the kind of backbone of the yeah. of the film. Yeah, they kind
0: of run throughout. But yeah. I think
1: if we hadn't have had that week of mm. us kind of just bonding, really, and and filming and trying mm-hmm. stuff out, then then yeah, we wouldn't have got the the. The sort of level of openness. Well, then,
0: that's... with that, then you, I, look, I look back to Strange Weather, the, one of the other short films you've made, which, as I said, Maxim Peak is in. So you know, you, you spoke there about the, the, I suppose, the difference of, well, still, still needing to sort of gain the trust of the of the actor, let them into your world. Yeah. With something like Strange Weather, there's a slowness, a subtlety to it, but there's an oddity to it. It's an odd, it's an odd world. Yeah, yeah. How do you get that? Well, where did that come from? A, but also, how do you get that across to somebody you know, like who's got chops, like Maxine Pink, for instance? Yeah, yeah. How did that process kind of go?
1: Well, um, basically, I, I grew up in Suffolk, like on the border of Norfolk and Suffolk, mm-hmm. and the land I just love the landscape there. It's just really beautiful skyscapes mm-hmm. and fields, and it's low, it's lonely, it's a really lonely place. Mm. So, I've always been sort of not haunted by the landscape, but it's just mm. that sense of loneliness. and... Mm-hmm. And so when I was thinking about wanting to do a, a fiction film again after um simply Rob, um I had had an idea about a kind of natural phenomenon. What happens if something happened in these mm. fields but nobody was there to see it, you know, a kind of strange mm, 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 mm. <laughs> natural phenomenon of some sort. Mm. But what if happens if there were two people that saw it but they didn't really know each other or they weren't connected? Um, and it affects their lives in some ways. And then you actually realise, oh no, these two people have a shared grief or they have a shared sort of Mm. thing that's happened to them. Mm -mm -mm. Um, But so it was really, the idea came from a mood really and uh, a a kind of tone and sort of really wanting to kind of capture that landscape but also have another worldly feel to it. Mm. Um, Taking a sort of sci-fi element and grounding it in reality, basically. So with... Maxine and how we got her involved is, my brother had actually done a play with her, so so we had an an, an in there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was simply Rob which was mm-hmm. so it was showing oh, her right. simply Rob, mm. and then she said, yeah, I'd absolutely love to do mm. the next, you know, wh- whatever you want to do next, I'd mm-hmm. love to do it, yeah. So I kind of spoke about this idea and and kind of wrote it and then sent it to her, and yeah, she was just just amazing, just you know, yeah. she was filming. I think the village at the time, and she took a day off either side of a weekend right. to drive from Yorkshire or wherever they were filming yeah, yeah. to Suffolk to then film for four days with us, and then drive back and be on set again by the following Tuesday on on the village. You know, wow, it's like, incredible. Just yeah, I mean, someone who is so supportive mm. and so. And just gives gives a hundred percent. Yeah, know, it's yeah, not yeah. Like she's turning up for a cameo. That's like, no. Well, know, she support. certainly
0: she certainly helps to cr- capture that 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 mood. And there's a yeah. sort of mood of to to combine words. I suppose there is a haunting loneliness to the to the feel with this coming together at the end. Yeah, yeah. Of, of her and your and your brother's character, but there's she definitely helps to capture that mood. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But it's interesting. There, then you mentioned earlier, but. The idea of you know, you do one thing hopefully in order that it can build to the next thing or inspire the next Mm. thing or bring new people in in this case, and yeah. And I wonder whether you said that you said that you've been sort of pushing and pushing for a while, and I know that you've been working on Holding the Line, which is a series, right? Yeah, yeah, so that's the sort of the next next, progression,
1: uh, yeah. So I had, um, well. Everything changed in. Um, I made the nackerman Man in 2016 into 17, mm-hmm. um, and then and then had kids, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which slows, <laughs> sl- yeah. slows things down massively. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I got really lucky, and a producer had seen Strange Weather at a film festival. And he's from the area. He know his parents lived there, right? Or had moved there. So he didn't grow up there, but he'd moved there. And he'd recently made a film where uh, won a BAFTA for a film called *Thebe*. And so he was judging a, a, a sort of short film competition and awarded *Strange Weather*. Mm. You know, won won the best best short or best East Anglian short or something. Mm-mm. And uh, and then I got a job. So just after I had my, we had my son. Um, I got a job. With him adapting a novel um, for BBC Films mm. to not direct just to write, so right. he has a, a director that he worked, who, who made his his first film with, and they were already on another project, but they had the rights to this book called The Last of the Gentleman Adventurers, and they were looking for a like-minded filmmaker to to write the screenplay, and it really was sort of perfect timing for 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 me because it meant that I could still be kind of making films uh-huh. and doing what i loved but just doing it in my head <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and, and, and doing it at my desk yeah 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 a, you know on a on a on a five five hours a day
0: you know around around parenting and yeah you know, kind of job job of. and then hand it over yeah yeah
1: um so that really having only ever really written for myself and never written for anyone else that was the first time that i'd actually written for somebody else and, mm. and suddenly it was like okay so i'm not not just a director i, I, I can write they obviously saw something in my writing yeah in my, yeah and yeah and so off the back of that um I thought I that was sort of my first experience of working on a longer form mm-hmm. project and off the back of that I thought um, uh, uh, of a, an idea for a TV series and that's that was holding the line so the pilot, I wrote the pilot for that which is a sort of breaking bad, I hate saying that because it's <laughs> yes. so been done but yeah. it's actually about coastal erosion um, ah. and it's about a, a li- literal coastal erosion yeah, so there's yeah. a small community in North Norfolk mm-hmm. um, There's a village called Haysborough and it's falling into the sea there's lots of, you know, the United Kingdom is it's mm-hmm. just coastal mm-hmm. erosion every year, meters mm-hmm. and meters, houses falling into the sea. And I'd seen a story in the news about a um, uh, a huge shipment of drugs that was found on a beach. I think it was something like three hundred million pounds worth oh. of cocaine or something that was right. found on a beach, a huge amount. But someone <laughs> kept some of it. And, oh, sure. and and they'd just been, you know, done time for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was exactly what you'd expect from the story, which was, you know, someone who just handed all of it in but just kept a little bit for themselves <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> yeah. got into big trouble for it. Mm. And I thought, what if it wasn't who you'd expect? Mm. What if it was someone that was trying to save their community? Mm-hmm. What if it was someone who was... Trying to either get their community relocated, or mm. you know they're trying to do it for a good good cause, mm-hmm. but you know in, in order to save this sort of small village that's falling into the, into the sea, um, they decide to keep. The drugs mm-hmm. and as a community secretly sell it, in oh, so, there's a, it there's a <laughs> so there's a collective yeah. effort and yeah. an ability to keep it quiet exactly ah. so it's, sort of, it's the archers meets breaking bad <laughs> the <idea. laughs> there you go
0: <laughs> i mean it's a comparison industry isn't it so you got you just got to get the yeah, right okay. ones to come yeah, together.
1: yeah <laughs> um so yeah so so that 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 was i wrote that in 2020 i think mm-hmm. um And yeah, that was taken on. We were in development for about 18 months with a company called Gomont, who make Narcos and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But as with many of these projects, if you have a development exec on board who then moves over to another company, mm. the company, if basically if momentum gets lost on something yeah. then then, you know, you sort of fall between the cracks and sadly they didn't, didn't continue the, mm. you know, even though they'd invested money on in developing it, yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. it was in a good, good place to hopefully try and sell um, so yeah, so we're looking for a new home for that mm. but it's very much a game of snakes and ladders at this stage, you know it's it's kind of, you feel like you step on a ladder and suddenly you think, wow, this is going to get made mm-hmm. and then suddenly, next thing is you step on a snake and you're back, yeah. to, back to where I you mean,
0: were I haven't played that game for for many, many years and with good reason because it's <laughs> <Yeah>. incredibly <laughs> yeah. frustrating it's yeah. a horrible game Yeah, I mean, it must be but, really hard to think and I'm sorry to say this, but I assume you must have thought this. Like, you know, what if holding the line just never got made? You know, that, that is a possibility, It right? is a
1: possibility, yeah, massive possibility, definitely. And you just have to keep moving on to the next mm. thing. And that's, I think that's the hardest thing. And certainly when you're sort of writing and developing stuff yourself mm. as a sort of writer, director... Mm you know, you've only, you've only got what's in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've yeah. only got what's in your tank, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I often kind of, you know, you go back to your old drawers and cupboards and things and see, see what, what dirty that. underwear's in <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, there's, you know, there's more chance mm-hmm. of holding the line not getting made than there is oh, of it that's... getting made. But, but healthy then, to know that though, right, I suppose? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Healthy to know it and also just to the process. The yeah. process is always the same. Mm-hmm. and the more you do it, the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly found just the fleshing it out, the structuring of it, mm. the bringing the characters to life. Mm. I feel like I've I've seen it. You know, yeah. I just want other people to see yeah, it. Yeah, know, yeah, you know, yeah. I, Live I've, a life with I've, other people. Yeah. Exactly. You know, And yes, it would be great to get it made, and financially, obviously, it would mm. be wonderful mm. to get something like that made. And, mm. you know able to put my kids through college uh, (laughs) (laughs) all all of that stuff but um but yeah ultimately i kind of feel uh, and that was the same actually with the film the 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 bbc films film you know that Mm. that ended up not happening oh really and i spent three two and a half years writing that wow yeah and and you know paid like it was you know that that it was it was it was a job for two and a half years yeah and then at the last minute someone says we think that's going to be too expensive or we think, you know, it must you, be, you aren't the right filmmakers for it. Well, I
0: was going to say, it must, it must be hard to not feel a little bit, you know, the, the, the ego must take a bit of a knock there. There must be some, there must be a process of, because you seem okay with it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you seem okay with when I said, you know, what if the hole in the line doesn't happen? Yeah. But like, there must be a process of of dealing with that going through that disappointment but also definitely. that 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 worry of like oh, is it me yeah <laughs> you know, definitely you're part definitely. of the creative process right
1: absolutely yeah absolutely no there's always that there's always that self-doubt and there's always that feeling of um yeah like how how what else do i have to do <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah um you know like just I just need a break, like you know. Yeah. It, but then you go, but then I've had breaks. You know, I have been lucky, I've been yeah. lucky enough to be in a position Mm-mm. to even work on those projects. Yeah. Um, so I think you've just got to be. You have to be thick-skinned and optimistic about well, it. Does it also and, and mean think
0: that it all serves? Yeah,
1: you know, part of the bigger narrative.
0: Well, and the bigger. And I was going to say, does it? Does it also mean that you know, there's no guarantee, all right? You, you, you finally, you, you get the thing made. It is. It's, it's, it's produced, it's made, it goes out. Yeah. You're then at the mercy, you know, you talked about film festivals and, yeah, and we haven't yeah, really yeah. said, but, you know, like, everything gets critiqued in this world, right? Absolutely. So there's no guarantee Absolutely. that people are gonna actually going to like it. It's
1: so hard. It's so, so hard. I think growing up in that family with mm. actors and the reality of how hard that part, you know, the sort of powerlessness of kind of working actor has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of they are just in it you know they can't unless they're producing it themselves or Mm. you know they're um i think it's sort of toughened all of our skins and made us realistic about the industry
0: well it's good that it's gone that way because the the more you've been talking the more i've been sitting here thinking this whole industry is either like one of the very best or one of the very worst things you could do to build your mental health yeah
1: (laughs) i mean i had to give up social media and stuff because i found it certainly and and certainly when kind of doing short film festivals and things you know there's a huge amount of self promotion and 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 maybe to my detriment, I should have got on the bandwagon rather than giving it all up. But I found it really hard mentally to sort of just deal with that constant kind mm. of, I'm doing this, look at this, look at yeah, my work, yeah, I'm doing yeah. this, wow, I've got this in development, I'm doing that, you know. Mm. It's so competitive mm. and so kind of whose voice is the loudest. Mm. And I, I I definitely had to take a sort of step back from all of that.
0: because. Well, I, it, I mean, it gives you feedback as well, doesn't it, in terms of, how many people are listening, how many people are responding as well Mm. as the other thing, you know, how much feedback are you getting and how positive is that feedback? Yeah, yeah. It opens you to all of that. So it's a whole extra layer to it that is on top of the fact that you've already been in in this rejection business. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. This work hard rejection business for
1: however long. And it is, you know, I think the thing that I always keep at the back of my mind is that, it, it, it's also a sort of carrot on a stick business. Like, there's never, you're constantly chasing something. And I've seen people who are at the top of their game. Mm. They're still chasing it because
0: mm. they haven't
1: even got the right job or they haven't got the right film or they're being typecast in their this mind. Kind of they, they're chasing it, you mean? Like yeah, you exactly. From it. yeah. Well, yeah, this is what I mean yeah. about the mental
0: health thing. It's
1: you know, or they haven't got an yeah. Oscar yet. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, but yeah. you're making your f- you're making your films. You know, you're yeah. getting stuff made. You're doing, yeah, yeah. you know, you're you're you've got audiences. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got people paying you to make make films. Yeah, you're always going to be chasing something. And I think oh, I think if I you know, if I can find a way of just being able to create mm-hmm. using what i've spent my life the skills that i've developed throughout my sort of life to this point if i can just be making stuff whether that's writing something or whether that's you know going out with a camera and filming a little doco about something or whether that's a commercial or whether that's just a bit of content Like that gives me the same buzz, you know. Yeah, man. I feel like you
0: just want to be making stuff. Yeah, hopefully you can't really go wrong then. No. (laughs) Yeah. But you can't. Of course, I'm still waiting for Spielberg to uh, (laughs) give give me that ring. But uh... (laughs) give it time, man. Give it time. Keep plugging away. And hello again. Man, there was so much great stuff in that conversation. Loads of industry insights and I think some absolute nuggets of wisdom from Tom. So thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. I feel like I learnt loads. And buzzing off the work you do is it's really such a great feeling and getting it from something that you know you're choosing to do and that allows you to find some time to create and make, that's the best. Now I look forward to seeing more of Tom's work, whether that's him directing or writing or both. And I really hope holding the line does get made. A morality tale with a community-based twist sounds just what we need in these strange and sometimes disconnected times. But now it's time for me to go and see if I can find evidence of Tom's child acting career so I can put it all over my social media. He's fine. He won't know. He's not on there. So until next time, which may be the next pod, which is the last of the series where we have something, I think, quite special lined up and a little bit different to what we've done thus far. I'll see you soon.